0: Welcome to the first El Valle Bajo podcast. My name is Alejandro Garcia. Joining me is Pablo Barrera. Welcome, Pablo.
1: Alejandro, thank you for having. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you, Alejandro, for having me on. How are you doing?
0: Well, I'm okay. You know, well, what can we do during a pandemic? So, Pablo, um, let's talk about El Valle Bajo podcast. What exactly are we doing here?
1: Well, we want to be a voice for community. Whether it be to the city regarding the city or our local education system, we just want to ask and fight for equality in education down here as well as in the city. I. e. it be amenities, economic development, infrastructure, police and medical services, and even tourism.
0: And when we say here we talk about the city of Socorro that we live in and love. You know, we're we're here to um You know, we don't have any local media. It's very hard sometimes. Uh, We do get reflected in a bad light when our city government or something or anything goes wrong here in Socorro. That's the only time we get press. So we want to make sure and and highlight everything that happens in the city of Socorro. So, you know, uh, Pablo, it's election season. It's my favorite time of the year, especially in the city of Socorro. There are no politics like the city of Socorro politics. Let's talk about our election races this year. We don't have all the names, but let's start with what we do know and let everybody know that uh, starting from the top, we do have a, a mayor election this year. We have the incumbent Elia Garcia and um, the former mayor, Jesus Reese. Let's talk about Elia. What do we know about Elia? Uh,
1: Pretty much, yeah, it's election... Uh, it's always been interesting to me, you know. Now I feel like uh, I wasn't really too active about elections, just to kind of go vote. But now, you know, being that I'm retired, I feel I have a, more of an obligation and a duty to be proactive in this. And regarding our It uh, seems like she was in some hot water. Was it last year? Towards the end of last year, she was getting some hot water. And it's it's I don't know. It's almost seems like it's a trending thing with every mayor that almost almost every mayor. Excuse me. Almost every mayor that has been coming in here for you know maybe the last decade or two, it's always getting to some hot water. Right,
0: and you know, and you know, those are things that that we have to look at, uh, Pablo, because you know, it, Socorro. I guess sometimes people don't have the the best interest in 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 the city of Socorro, and that makes it very difficult. And and we, I know the mayor has something to do with the um, with the leak in our in our former chief do you remember that
1: yes
0: yes and and going against our city manager so you know those are things that we have to look at and and uh i know myself i had a question about she, she ran for a district uh county judge no county um commissioner in our district So we're, we're looking at that now we're looking at where the, we have, um, she did run, she lost and she's back in Socorro and, and, you know, there's nothing telling us different that she's gonna, she's gonna run again. And those are things that we have to, uh, we have to look at and see what we have to do. And then, you know, uh about the mayor and, and we have to look into these other things and talk about them and bring them up to light. And hopefully we can have her on and talk about these things, you know, cause right now it's just, it's just, uh, hearsay, not so much, but you know, those are things that we have to prove now. Uh, anything about Jesus Reese, do you know about Jesus Reese? Uh,
1: no, I really honestly didn't hear too much about him when he was or when he made this could be a good thing but that's i guess also a bad thing you know you, you, obviously i didn't hear about, about him for for bad reasons as most cases former mayors were you know but i didn't hear anything really too good either so i mean i guess it's kind of one of those things where at least mm, for lack of a better word i guess he was just kind of there on the neutral side he didn't he didn't make too much noise
0: right you're right and and you know what. Um I myself didn't get into politics till later as well. And I live in here in the city. Uh, I should have been more as, as you move in. But of course, circumstances push you to to do things. And Jesus Reese is is running with René Rodriguez as well or at large. And Jesus Reese was part of that team that that pretty much came in and drew a line for the gandaras and said that we were done with, with well, the politics that we used to have. And those were some really rough times for the city of Socorro. and we had a lot of things going on. And you had the the news here all the time, and and you know those are things you hear about, and you don't want to hear about as much for the city government. But Jesus Reese was one of those guys that um he ran, he got a, a first time, and the second term he got beat by uh, Gloria Rodriguez, and she also got got in um got kicked out of count uh, as a mayor because and I was city council at that time because of her involvement with the Gondola scandal and using public money for a lawyer. So we'll hopefully get that into that later. Uh but let's talk about the LR. just a second race that comes to mind. And uh right now we have the incumbent, René Rodriguez, and we have uh Sergeant Montelongo. He's head of the neighborhood watch. Those are the two people right now that that we, we know about. And, you know, we have to talk about Rene first as the incumbent. What do you know about Rene? Uh,
1: Rene, I mean, you know, I can sit here and say when we were trying to advocate as a community for the buses when they were taken off, um, there was other city representatives um that were there when the community was there. And at the end of the day, it came down to Mr. Rodriguez actually went to the district, and as a parent himself, he went in as a parent himself, and and advocated to, And I was like, "Wow, that's that speaks volume." And I didn't see the other reps there, right? You know, that were there, and it's it's your question. It's like, Right, where's your authenticity about it?" You know? Yeah, and you know, and I see him being proactive. Yeah, I see him proactive with, and uh, he tries to distribute the wealth. the districts pretty much evenly as 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 possible and that's that's something that i I like to see that's you know i see mr montelongo running i mean he's another veteran but um i don't know i'm kind of like why why change what's working right now
0: right and you know uh being a former councilman Rodriguez, and we worked on a lot of things for the city and it makes you you know understand the way uh, things work and, you know, there's a lot of intricate parts to the city government and, you know, there is no blank check you can write and we will have a project A, B, C or D done. And those are things I think we, uh, we need to educate a lot of people on because, you know, it takes a lot to get people to vote for your project. It takes a whole council to pass all uh, things I want to become in the city. Um, you know, uh, attributed to uh to Renee is a brand new Real Vista pathway by uh in front of Salvador Sanchez. And 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 those are things that that was, that, that was long overdue. Uh I think I tweeted at that we had uh we're playing chicken all the time with people, you know. Oh yeah. And and he actually added a sidewalk to it. And and that's district two. That's my former district, and I know Mr. Duran is now the district 2 rep and and that's and that's hard to swallow uh your district rep didn't have more work done for that because we want to make sure that our district reps are hearing us here in Socorro and we want to make sure that they're helping us out every time and um we want to but we want to thank Mr. Rodriguez for that and you know there's a lot of more projects uh I think I got his flyer somewhere he did leave it at my door, um, that have come up and we'll talk about more about these candidates later. So, you know, let's, let's go to district four, which is very far from where you and I live. Uh, district four is more of the Campestre area out there. In, um, uh, do you, do you know, miss Colombia Lobos? Have you heard of miss Colombia Lobos? I mean, I've heard
1: cause I've got meetings and, um, you know, I don't want to. I mean, she's. I guess she's just there, kind of more neutral. She kind of just goes with the flow, doesn't ruffle too many feathers. Um, she try. I think she tries to get some of for her, her district, spread the wealth. But I mean, I think when you're in a position like that, I think you need to fight for your district. That's one, two. But you also need to take into consideration the other districts, and I just feel like she needs to be a little bit more. Not just fighting for her district, but she needs to fight and say, you know what, it's your turn. It's your district's turn to to get a piece of this money so that, you know, you guys can fund sidewalks or a, a road or, you know, whatever the case might be. That's that's what needs to happen. I mean, I, I need to, I would like to see more, much more unity.
0: More pro Socorro than world. district-Sokoro, right? You know, and, and then exactly. and, and that's one thing that we all are Socorro, We all are bulldogs. And we want to make sure that we are represented because uh, United Front is better than uh, individual front and fighting for uh, monies to pave roads, to get playgrounds and stuff like that. And I can tell you there's a lot of intricate parts to the government. And, and we have to make sure that we have to make uh, everybody gets their fair share. And Socorro is broken up into four districts. And so there's a there's a district one, two, three, four including our at large that covers the whole city and our mayor. So those are those are coming up in November. And you know those are things that are very important in the city of Socorro that we want to make sure everybody understands and how important it is to vote. It is a presidential year. It is a Senate it's also a Senate race uh that's also coming up and and those are big things. And you know what uh Pablo, I'm gonna hit on something uh off script. About education. And that's another thing that we're going to talk a lot about here. I'm a teacher. You're a very vocal parent. And those are things that we want to make sure that our kids um, get the best possible education in south of the freeway in the city of Socorro. And we want to make sure that our kids get their fair shake. And sometimes, you know, we feel we don't. And we those are things that fall on our, our board of trustees. in Socorro uh, and we want to make sure that they hear us sometimes and and know that we're we need more for our city. We need more of a relationship to work with our city council and with our parents. And and those are things we want to do. And, you know, this week, uh, Socorro just uh, Tuesday, they went back to the classroom um, for the most uh, for our kids that needed it the most. Now. Uh what did you think about that? How did you feel about that? I know I saw you on the news. Uh what did what's your opinion about the kids going back?
1: You know what? I'm glad that you actually are asking me on my take on it and because I mean, you know how sometimes the media can sway things their way. Um but at the end of the day, my heart is truly about the kids. I don't it doesn't matter if you're rich, it doesn't matter if you're poor. At the education is the education system is responsible for ensuring that these kids get educated, making sure that they have the right tools to do their work. And I always say tools for the job, but their job is to go to school. They need the right tools to to perform. And you can't have or have these expectations on these kids if you're not going to give them the tools that they need. If you give the kids the tools that they need, the the teachers are going to benefit from it, and so on and so forth. Right. Right. Now. I understand. Right, the school board superintendent and so on should have been a little, in my opinion, should have been more proactive because I keep hearing a lot from the community down here that how come we don't have computers, laptops, or, um, or iPads, laptops, and um, hotspots. Right. And when I come, when you know, when I tell them, just like from what I'm seeing and from what I'm hearing, is that they weren't proactive. Comparing it to the other districts, reading all these articles and stuff like that, putting the pieces of the puzzle. They weren't proactive enough, and they should have. It, it's one of those things, it's better to have it and not need it than need it and not have it. You're and, you're
0: exactly you know, right.
1: You know, and I know, what is it, um, there's some other districts, or I know there's eight districts that, I don't know, one the only thing they had to struggle with was hotspot, uh, and they got the resolved fairly quick. Right. And, you know, with them returning back, I, I believe everybody has their own right. If, the, if some of the teachers want to go back, hey, I don't to go back. I have no qualms with that, none whatsoever. If you want to send your kids back, hey, send your kids back. As long as the district is taking all the measurements and safety precautions that they need to protect the teachers, the students, and these families, and, hey, especially our families because a lot of the kids down here, Live with grandparents, right, right, owners, right, and and they're all in one house, and that's the last thing you do. You want is somebody getting infected at school, taking it and giving it to their grandparents, and God forbid they may pass away, which I I one is too many, you know.
0: Right, and and, and you know, I want to touch on on the on the Channel Nine story that I really enjoyed. It was um, they had a grandparent in there, and she she had one her son on a on a on a phone on a mobile and a daughter was on a laptop and you know those are things that 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 kind of are like we need help or that's we need I, we we need we we don't some of these are grandparents they are retired they aren't in fixed incomes and that is our community in Socorro that's what we do we're all about family we're all about togetherness you know i know the pandemic has put a real dent into into everybody but you know we need to you know some of these people have to they work jobs 40 hours a week to pay the rent to do what they got to do single parents grandparents those are things we got to make sure that our kids are have the right tools and and we got to make sure that we don't take advantage of that and i hope uh you know and those are things that that it's been a very it was a very crazy week last week we moved from one day to the next moving this this agenda item you know and and our kids are still went back and but the teachers were we're given a little more time to get prepared for that. As an educator myself, you know, it, it's death defying to think about that I have to go back and 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 talk to to our kids face to face because that's what you do. You talk to parents face to face, you talk to kids face to face, and and there's a certain relationship you have with those kids. And with a mask on, it makes it a little more difficult and a little harder. So we gotta make
1: intimate.
0: Yeah, it's almost yeah, but it's gotta be. It's gotta be with those kids. You gotta work with them and you they see you every day. And and we gotta make sure we have they have the supplies, you know, and, and everything at hand because then we're really falling behind. And especially right now in, in our in the state of the union is that we are having racial inequality, And we're so it's okay because nobody says anything. Well, that's not the right thing to think or say at all. You know, we gotta we gotta look out for those that can speak for themselves, and then we hopefully we can do that even more here, on on our podcast. So you know, and we gotta talk about um, how how is it going for your kids at at home? How do you like it? What are, what do the kids like? And I can tell you about my daughter after that.
1: You know what? Um, my kids. So I have let me tell you a little bit about myself. I got a, one in high school, one in middle school. I got my twins in elementary. The middle school and high school, they're doing okay. They're getting by. They're mature enough. But my concern was always the elementary kids. The kids are resilient. I give them that no matter what. They're always resilient. But it goes back to the district. Why didn't they change softwares? Why didn't they use something a little bit more interactive to keep these kids engaged? You know, And, and we're lucky that I'm retired and I get to stay home. My wife stays at home. And we're struggling, so I can just imagine the parent that's a single parent or two parents, and they're having to work. Right. I can just only imagine, and it, I mean, it's a struggle, man. I wish it was a little bit more interactive and and engaging for them.
0: And 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 to you know? to, to to piggyback off you, you know, as an educator, I can tell you this much, you know, the everything's there. You can use you can use whatever program the district provides for you, but there is nothing like. You can get the kid engaged and it's always going to be the teacher. And the number one thing is, will always be the teacher is engaging the child and any teacher that can engage a child is a master teacher because it's very difficult, you know, and, and as a teacher that I move classroom to classroom, you know, you see those things and you're like, wow, you know Uh, my daughter has a great teacher and, and she, you know, she does her work. She gets to go play. She finishes work. She gets to go play, and that's the way it works right now. Um, she does have her laptop. She, but you know, she has two parents here. We're working at the same time. We're providing, uh, you know, we're teachers at the same time, and and you still, and I see that in in any of our educators who are parents as well, because you want you want to teach your child and make sure they have a good education, but the child in front of you on the laptop. Wants the same thing. You want the same thing for them. And those are things that, that we got to make sure we have to cover our exactly. teachers as well. Because our educators are the, the people that are bringing these kids out of, you know, we're now we're counselors. We're teachers. We're parents. How many hats can a teacher wear? You know, and those are things that, that you know, I remember when the pen. I can't, I
1: can't. Go ahead. No, no, sorry. That's okay. Go ahead. Um, and I, I, and I can piggyback off of that. I, I know exactly what it's like to put that hat on, exactly when you gotta be, you gotta be a savior, you gotta be a hero, you gotta, you gotta be a consoler, you know, you gotta be an educator, and there's many forms of that, and so I can understand. I, I understand where you're coming from.
0: And those are the things that you know, as a parent, and as an educator, and as a retiree, and somebody who, who, who fought for our country. Those are things that, that there's so many hats we have to wear. And I remember when the pandemic started, everybody was like, oh, a million dollars to teachers, a million dollars to teachers. But then we, we get away from that when things get hard, when it gets real. You know, the the after March, after spring break, you know, we just we just coasted to the end of the year because a lot of the a lot of the teaching was done because Star was coming up. And of course, you, you have to have your curriculum done before Star. And and those are things that are coming up as well. And you know that's a, some another subject. Uh, we might have to touch along, Pablo. Um, Star, what do you think about Star as a parent?
1: I can tell you, as my kids, they get anxiety right now. You can tell me if your child has is already at the point of having to take Star. You know, they get anxiety, and I don't know no man. I I look at what is it Finland? I think is number one. They might. I, the last I checked, that they were number one in education. They were number twenty five. Like we were. I haven't checked in a while, but the last numbers I checked—that's where we stood at, and it's like—and I think Finland. Or the article I read was Finland did away with uh, standardized testing, and look at where we're there at now.
0: Yeah, you because know? you don't.
1: So I I have to question it.
0: Right, right. You're right, and and you know those are things that you know, and, and star. My daughter doesn't get to take get star yet, but she does take some sort of of um of a uh, test. And, and those are things that we would look at. We're like, Oh, and the kids get tired of it. But you know, there's two coins to eat, two sites to each coin where we talk about, well, they'll be taking tests for the rest of their lives. I'm taking tests right now. You know, those are things that, that, yeah. that we will have to, we have to deal with. But I remember growing up, we didn't take that many tests growing up. You know, I remember taking, I think it was a uh, toss. T A A S. Yeah, it was a toss. The toss test, and those, you know, you did it, and oh, okay, but there was no stress involved, and that—that's—that's that's the one thing that I think. Um, there's a lot more things that I want to say about that, but that's for another show, and and we got to make sure we we hit on everything we're planning on today. But you know, um, there's a lot of testing. There's a lot of things, you know, me and my wife were talking about today. Our eyes are hurting, and we wear glasses. Being online so much. And, you know, imagine... And we're the teachers. Our kids at least get breaks. So, you know, I'm looking at a seven and a half hours looking at the the screen and and with a lunch break and a conference and, and okay, you got 45 minutes. But I know my daughter isn't more on than 30 minutes on. No more. And she gets about a 10, 15-minute break and she comes back. And, you know, I'll tell you this much. We really like it because... um. Here she finishes her work, and she goes. To, she gets to watch a movie. She gets to play in her room, and those things you don't have that. There's more play if you really think about it and break it down. There's more play involved with kids being at home because I know going back to school, if we do when we go back to school, um, and the pandemic is still raging as is, it is now, then we're gonna we're gonna see kids sitting there. They can't go and, and go visit with their partner, or they can't even do group work. You know, those are scary. I gotta co- Go ahead.
1: They are. They're scary times. And I, I'm so sorry. Sometimes I, it sounds like you're pausing. I don't know if it's a the so I don't mean to interrupt. No, it's okay. But no, like, you, you're – let me ask you this real quick question. Do you feel like your daughter, when you see that, do you see that she's more productive in school? Yeah. And that's the key. If we, there is a solution to it. It's getting the experts to come down, educational experts, the true ones, and but you need your foot soldiers, which are the actual teachers on the ground, boots on ground. That's what you need. Right. And you need their input. If they do this correctly, they can properly, they can properly educate these kids online, because that's exactly what happens in Finland. I think they only go to school four hours, and I think an hour is lunch and the three hours is just for curriculum and they're they're free the rest of the day so their mind is not just engaging cool, school 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 and so tired and anxiety it's like hey i bust my butt for three hours and i get to go home and have fun and, and live life and enjoy life right. and therefore they're recharging their batteries you know it's uh, so that's what we need to, to learn
0: critical thinking mindset i i think you know those are critical thinking skills the playing there's just so many so many types of learning that everybody gets and we'll get into that more later. But, you know, just want to make sure that we know exactly what we're doing here. Uh, me and Pablo are residents of the city of Socorro, Texas. Uh, we have different ideas, different ideologies. Uh, we met fighting for the same thing. Um, we wanted to do something for the city and making sure that our, our people are represented. Uh, so much so that we're going to do this in Spanish as well. So stay tuned. We'll, we'll get that going as well. It won't be quick, but um, we want to make sure that everybody has an idea of what's happening here. Um, you know, we hit a lot of topics. I want to do a lot of topics, well-rounded topics. Uh, you know, uh, I'm an educator. Pablo's a an uh, ex-federal uh, officer and service member, and we have different ideologies and different experiences. And, and those are the things that I think are going to be great. And we want to make sure that everybody knows that and, and everybody understands that United, we can do much more than at each other's throat. And there's my do- huge dog. And and those things, we want to make sure that everybody knows that. And and the common is kids. The common denominator here is fighting for children's rights and fighting for equality and fighting and making sure that everybody knows um, what we're here for. Um, uh, you know, and those are, it's going to be an interesting story as well later on that we have about charter schools, you know, and, and those are things that we're going to, we're going to talk about as well. And, and, and Pablo has very, very interesting insight on that. Anything, any last words, Pablo? No, I mean, you,
1: you know, Alex, you hit it right on the head. Um, you and I come from very different, uh backgrounds. We think different, but you know what I, 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 between you and I, and maybe some other people that we may know, I think we're able to show the people. We might, might we might not get to the national stage, which is fine, but if we can do it locally here, I think we've impacted enough. So the point here is we're on two different sides, yet we're, we have one goal in mind. And yet we need those two different sides to actually find that happy medium and that balance and And you and me can and other individuals can be the example to other individuals other adults in this community, or I know we can make this community in this world a better place for for our future leaders our kids excellent, excellent thank you We need to be the example
0: yeah we have to be the example no matter what and you know, hopefully we'll record this on Wednesdays and take it and get it out as soon as possible. I have no idea what I'm doing, but we're doing something, and that's the new thing about I know my life is like do something, and those are things that I call Pablo like let's do this, and we did. So, um, you know, for Pablo Barrera and Alejandro Garcia, this is our f- our first show, and we want to thank everybody who might listen or might not. If you have any questions, please send them to our Twitter. Uh it's a Garcia. No, I'm sorry, what's my Twitter? Oh Garcia Para Socorro at at Garcia Para Socorro. Pablo, what's your Twitter handle?
1: It's at Pablo one Barrera.
0: If you guys have any questions, yeah, comments, or concerns.
1: Yeah. What's that? Let me double check. I think it's Barrier. It's
0: Barrier. No, I wrote it down here. Let
1: me double
0: check. No, it's barrera
1: It's powerful. Okay, yeah, you're right. Yeah, it's about You're right.
0: So uh, we will hopefully send this out this week. And any insight, comments, or concern is greatly appreciated. Uh Next week, we hope to have an interview with one of the candidates for any race. Let's see who takes us seriously. <laughs> All right, guys. Have a good one. Thank you very
1: much. Have a good rest of your week.